The second section of Psalms, known as the Exodus Psalms, remind us that the God who redeemed us is still with us. In fact, He has promised to never leave us or forsake us. Today, we join Scott Pauling in opening God's roadmap for life. Find your place in the Word of God in the Psalms, and let's discover what God has for us along the way. The famous author Charles Dickens wrote a classic novel about a young orphan named Pip. Uh, perhaps you've read it. It's called Great Expectations, and it really deals with the ambition of the human heart. You know, uh, we live in a world filled with ambitious people, uh, people, frankly, that have great expectations. But I want to tell you that great expectations that are rooted in men will always, always, always lead you to disappointment. Uh, that's why we have such a disappointed world people who've come to the end of themselves, the only true great expectations that you can have in life that will be fulfilled are the expectations in a great God. It's the expectation that is rooted in faith. And Psalm 62, our psalm of the day, is a psalm that teaches us something about these great expectations. Now ours is a day, frankly, of lower and lower expectations because expectations are based on the wrong thing. You see, if you get your eye and heart on the greatness of God, then expectations get raised. Listen a little bit, Psalm 62, Truly my soul waiteth upon God. From Him cometh my salvation. He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be greatly moved. Did you hear the words, He only? In verse 5, we read these words, My soul, wait thou only upon God, for my expectation is from Him. Again, verse 6, He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be moved. Do you hear the repetition here of He only, God only? This particular psalm was written by David during Absalom's rebellion. And frankly, I can't imagine the, the hurt in the heart of David when his own son tears the kingdom from him and runs him out of town, makes him run for his life. And yet that was the moment where David pins these words that his only hope, his only rock, his only salvation, his only defense, and his only expectation was from the Lord. This was Alexander McLaren's favorite psalm. And uh, that great Bible commentator said uh, that Psalm 62 was frankly too high for most Christians. He meant by that that most of us live our lives with so much expectation on people and circumstances and ourselves that we never get to that high level of living where our only expectation is rooted in God. This psalm has been referred to as the God-only psalm. Some people have called it the Reformation Psalm because in the Reformation, the idea was God's Word only was the authority. Not church tradition, not some man's dogma, but what does the Bible say? Nothing else. And I want to say to you, we must all get there. God only, Christ only, uh, the Lord only in our life. Uh, it's interesting, this use of the word only throughout the psalm. For example... He says of the wicked in verse 4, they only consult to cast him down from his excellency. They delight in lies. So first of all, we learn something about the wicked. Uh, they're only wicked. <laughs> their, their only hope is to destroy and to tear down. 
Don't expect lost men in a wicked world, in a depraved society, to produce good things. The wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. You can't start with flesh and get spirit. You can't start with death and get life. They only can sin because that's what they are. And then he says of God, He only is my rock and my salvation. He's my defense. As Charles Spurgeon wrote of this psalm, that it's the word my which puts the honey in the honeycomb. He's not just a salvation. He's my salvation. He's my glory. He's my strength. He's my refuge. Read the psalm for yourself. That's what puts the sweetness in life. So sinners are only sinners, and God only can be trusted. Then here's where it gets very, very personal. Verse number 5, My soul, wait thou only upon God, for my expectation is from Him. The only person you should be trusting, the only person you should be waiting on is the Lord Himself. The Lord has used this expression in my life in recent years in a powerful way because sometimes we put such great expectations on people and then we get disillusioned. We put great expectation on the best of people and we fail to remember that the best of people at best are just sinners. That in the end, they cannot fulfill the deepest needs in our life. Only God can do that. May I say to you today, stop waiting on something or someone else and get your expectation on the Lord. A handful of simple thoughts today about great expectations from Psalm 62. First of all, great expectations are always based on His person. Psalm 62 is really a description of the greatness of our God. Let's go back to who the Lord is again and again. Number two, great expectations must be bathed in prayer. Psalm 62 is a prayer, and it's a powerful prayer. When you feel disappointed, bring that into the presence of God and begin to pray some big prayers to a great God. It's the expectation rooted in faith. And then thirdly, not only is great expect, do great expectations come out of His person and in prayer, but great expectations have to be built on His promises. Psalm 62 is filled with the promises of God. By the way, one little interesting thing, Psalm 62 is another one of these psalms written to Jeduthun. You see that in the title. The other one is Psalm 39. If you read Psalm 39 and Psalm 62, they're almost identical. That's interesting to me. Why would you have two psalms almost identical? May I tell you why? Because frankly, we need to go back to the same principles and promises over and over and over again. You see, David had his trouble and you will too. David had his enemies and you will too. But David discovered that if he put his expectation in the Lord, God would never disappoint. Jeremiah chapter 29, verse number 11, God says, I know the thoughts I think toward you, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. Here's what I've learned. I've learned that the expectation is not always what I expect will happen, but if my expectation is in the Lord and it's what He wants to happen, it will always be right. The question really in life is not what do I expect, but what does God expect? He has the expected end. I, I just have to trust Him for it. The expectation of the wicked will be cut off someday, but friend, the expectation of those who put their faith and their hope in God will never be disappointed. Here's how Psalm 62 ends. He says, beginning in verse number 9, Surely men of low degree are vanity, and men of high degree are a lie. To be laid in the balance, they are altogether lighter than vanity. Trust not in oppression, and become not vain in robbery. If riches increase, set not your heart upon them. 
Do you catch that? In verse 9, don't trust people. And in verse 10, don't trust things. And then verse 11, God hath spoken once. Twice have I heard this, that power belongeth unto God. Also unto thee, O Lord, belongeth mercy. For thou renderest to every man according to his work. He said it once in Psalm 39. He said it twice in Psalm 62. And again and again and again he says to us, if you want to live a life of great expectations, be sure your expectations are in God. He alone has power. He alone has mercy. He alone is able to meet the deepest need of your life. Charles Spurgeon once again said that expectation is the child of prayer and faith. So my friend, live a life of prayer and faith today and you will have learned the secret of living a life of great expectations. If you would like more information on knowing the Lord Jesus Christ in a personal way or more information on growing in your faith, please visit us at scottpauley.org. We would love to hear from you. From there, you may also download your free copy of A Ready Reference of the Psalms to help you in our current study. We are praying that God will guide you today and that you will enjoy the journey.